electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. Market Moving Insight and Analysis. Join Jim Cramer, David Faber, and me, Carl Quintanilla, on the opening bell hour of CNBC Squawk on the Street. Good Monday morning. Welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm Carl Quintanilla with Jim Cramer, David Faber at the New York Stock Exchange. Futures are mixed here amid more worries about global growth and some COVID variants. Big macro week setting up. we got Q2 earnings this season, a Fed Chair Powell on the Hill, CPI this week, retail sales and more. Our roadmap begins with China's crackdown continuing. ByteDance shelves its IPO. DD removes additional apps. And now a report that Tencent is being ordered to give up its music label exclusivity. One small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. Oh, oh yeah, I know. Maybe. Maybe that's a little bit of an overstatement. But after nearly 17 years of development, Virgin Galactic, and of course, the guy behind it, billionaire Richard Branson, reaches space. And the FTC reportedly launching an investigation into Amazon's nearly $8.5 billion bid to acquire MGM Studios. We're going to break it all down. China's going to start us off, though, this morning. Got a new piece in the journal detailing how ByteDance has shelved its IPO plans after Chinese regulators warned of data security risks. Of course, Didi, Jim, was the big story last week. I'm sure you guys talked a lot. It was out last week, but I'm sure you talked about why they're going after their giants in this way. Well, I, I do think that this is, again, a belief that uh, the billionaires must be stopped. Uh, the creation of great wealth is not right for the communists. And that American companies that are investing may be making mistakes. I, David, I don't think they want us there. <laughs> they used to. Uh, well, I don't know. They want our capital, but they don't want, our, they don't want us to be powerful. Yeah, it's, in, it's an interesting division. I mean, listen, you have Chinese companies that obviously made a habit of coming public here for obvious reasons. Our deep capital markets, right. the ability to attract global capital, not just capital that's really domestic, which is still largely the case with yep. many of the listings that would take place either in Shanghai or even Hong Kong. Um, but, you know, in the case of a ByteDance, for example, which heard these regulations coming and sort of said, we're not going to move. They don't need capital as much, right. do they, Jim? No, they as don't. opposed to a DD, right? They're not. I mean, ByteDance is making money. And so they can use their growth. They can use their own cash flow to finance their own growth, which is right. enormous. And don't forget, we, there was a time we were talking about the U.S. government closing down TikTok, which, of course, is right. their key business. But remember when General Atlantic was putting that deal together? Sure. It made so much sense. And remember, Oracle was involved. And I just think that the Chinese have, the Chinese government, President Xi, has made a point, which uh, President Biden has not addressed, of, look, we are willing to uh, ruin your own deals. I mean, you can go buy Didi, and then we're just going to hurt you. And nothing happens. I mean, it's like, okay, well, that's just the stock market. This president is uniquely not involved with the stock market. I I think that what happened was a travesty. A giant deal that's immediately shot down. We don't know anything. We don't know the roles of the brokers. We don't know the roles of the principals. We don't know the roles of the investors. Someone was was told that if you do this deal, we're going to crack down. But we didn't know what crack down meant. 
Well, it's not clear that it got fully to the underwriters and they understand exactly what the risk was. They certainly didn't amend the filing to, uh, well, to, 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 to show that there was perhaps concern from the cyber regulation front but, in but China. But that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a canard. But, yeah. Who, it's, there is no agency here that's keeping track. There's no. 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 We, we, we're hopeless. We don't keep track because it doesn't make any sense. What, what so do we keep we're, track we're of? Gonna, we're going to talk a lot about uh, tech regulation in China, here in this country, the executive orders out of the White House, FTC, Amazon. But does that matter when you've got a reflation trade that is weakening the way it is? Look, I, I think that everything is going, everything is going pal's way. And people keep talking about a high GDP. I don't care. I mean, the only thing that is not working for pal is, and we don't talk about this enough, is the non-vaccination of areas that are major industrial areas so that there will be absence. The absentees have really hurt the inflation You mean globally or, for example, there's a big piece in the Kansas City Star today about Missouri, uh, lowest adult vaccination rate in the country, now the second highest growth in new cases. Is that what you mean by sort of pivot points that are under pressure from COVID going to affect the rest of the economy? These are right-to-work states where a lot of uh, industrial uh, activity, including Missouri particularly, uh, is brought to. And you're going to see absences. And once again, you're going to see companies. This is all supply chain. They don't talk about it specifically, but they're just people who don't show to work, either because they don't want to get COVID or they have the good unemployment benefits. Or finally, of course, they're people who ideologically opposed to the vaccine. Uh, ideologically opposed to the vaccine. I had Dr. Topol on on Friday, renowned doctor, and he was saying that he just simply can't believe that people are willing to get the variant. Like he's, you know, because we have an over we have an oversupply of, of doses, and he just couldn't understand. I mean, it, it going if you went to the doctor, your doctor, if you had a doctor, a physician, and the physician would say you got to take the take the vaccine. It's not ideological. It shouldn't be, but unfortunately, it's become a, a politicized how? Uh, issue. How did that happen? I don't know, Jim. I well, I think it's a blend of uh, certain wings of media in this country, all around the world, actually. And also this ongoing suspicion about, for example, now, the notion that Pfizer is going to ask regulators about a, a booster. Even though Dr. Topol says there's absolutely no evidence that it's necessary. Now people are dredging up uh, Israel. Well, they're not dredging it up. Israel was early with vaccination. So, so they, they have do data. have some data. data. Perhaps it shows the efficacy wanes over time. Although the good news is, as you heard from Meg Terrell, that the risk of serious illness is still very small right. if you've been vaccinated. Um, these will all be issues, Jim, but we're moving forward. The economy is moving forward but at a fairly rapid slow, but, pace, but, isn't it? And globally, but we, it's part of the supply chain problem. We don't talk about it. Heading into a season where we like supply, right? Yes. Back to school, holiday. These numbers, look, the death rate is low, and that's our great advantage. But these are small base that we just got this weekend. But so it was a small base in March of 2020. I mean, come on. Now, 50 percent of the country is vaccinated. 60 percent has had one shot. It's not enough. No, it's not enough. Uh, It's not enough. It's still emergency. you got to keep your eye on what it is we're trying to prevent, which is people dying. And that has been very successful. Well, no, we're trying to prevent very people from successful. getting ill. Well, yeah, of course. But people get ill from other things all the time, yeah, too. Yeah, but if we have something that helps them, 
I mean, we don't know what long COVID is. We don't know what the, the, the tail of this You're thing all, is. That's all I... And if they didn't have that, an emergency yes. use, if they had it so it was approved, do you think the Philadelphia Phillies would still have, 70, have less than 75% of the... These guys are being paid millions of dollars, and, and they got COVID. What, I mean, what, is, what a joke with the, the organization of the Phillies. How can they not say you have to be vaccinated? How can they not say that? Cases are rising in, I think, 69 countries. Um... But, David, there's always the possibility that a therapeutic is going to hold out some promise for the fall. I think it's important. Uh, We talked about it on Friday, of course, because we got data from India, actually, for what is molnupiravir, a a drug we've talked about a lot here. Uh, Of course, the Merck uh, antiviral that uh, conceivably, when they're done with their phase three trials, perhaps as soon as the fall, they will submit for for emergency use. And it will be effective uh, in the early stages of the virus against all forms of it, which is very important, guys. So, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, Jim, I think when it comes to the broader market, you know, there's, there's as much going to be much more of a focus uh, on earnings, oh, on, yes. on the continued questions about inflation and how transitory it is. The Journal Today writing a story about a lot of the different factors over the last 10, 15, 20 years that have contributed to disinflation that are waning. Uh, it'll be that debate. We'll be looking at that 10-year and that's all, you know, these case numbers are going to be in the background for a long time. Isn't the 10 year telling you exactly the concerns that Jim's bringing up, though? Yeah. Um, right. And slow down. I mean, look. I don't. Well, no, I'm not sure it is. You I'm don't not think sure it is. We had a lot of people on last week, Carl, who were talking about technical moves in the 10 year and the fact that you've got an enormous amount of buying from, from, from foreign. From it does matter. Uh, and that that move from, let's call it 1.5 down to 125 was not necessarily a reflection of a real concern about a lack of growth. But housing prices have gone up so much, not, not obviously mortgage rates, that they're going to become an issue. Uh, PPG, which is a great company, has been regularly, I'm going to use that as my proxy, price increase after price increase after price increase. So, I mean, it's true that lumber went down. Uh, it's true that copper peaked. But there is still too much inflation in the system but the inflation this time, I think, is slowing the economy. Yeah. Finally got towards slowing the economy. That's gonna, my point. Not the last time we're going to discuss it. Uh, interesting way to start the morning, though. Uh, Richard, Richard Branson, of course, and his Virgin Galactic crew reaching space yesterday. A huge issue. And actually, we're, now we're starting to talk about some of the broader ramifications, Jim, regarding China. Uh, as the uh, administrator said a few moments ago on Squawk, they're going to get more aggressive, and, and perhaps so will we. Look, I... I think that we have a lot going space race that we don't see, uh, particularly with uh, Northrop, which is doing a lot of great stuff. But uh, this is, it's exciting. Dave, it's exciting, but what is it accomplishing? What does it accomplish? It's giving people their, uh, you know, so many have- John Glenn. So many people out there who are incredibly wealthy. It's the last thing, it's the last frontier for them. I mean, no, this will give they own them every chance. house they, and every yard. Yeah, they've got it all. They, they, they've gone through. <laughs> they've got, they're like, what can I, okay, I'll collect art. I'll collect wine. I got my private plane. I got a few boats. I got a lot of houses. What's the one thing that I haven't been able to do? Uh-huh. Go to space. What's it? Don't you think we, you know who's down there? Morgan. Morgan Brennan. Yeah. Uh, let's get to her live from New Mexico uh, for more on the historic weekend. Hey, MB. I kind of don't see it the same way you guys. I see this as a major milestone for commercial space and a moment. And yes, we're still years away from mainstream space flight uh, for everyday average human beings. But this represents a milestone towards that process. 
Uh, and of course, we know from history, just the last however many decades, that um, we have seen uh, a lot of innovations and, and that have come out of uh, space and the space economy. That being said, this was a major milestone for commercial space after Virgin Galactic successfully completed that first fully crewed flight to the edge of space. Founder Sir Richard Branson was on board. Sunday morning, the Unity space plane took off from here, Spaceport America. It carried, it was carried up to 45,000 feet by its mothership Eve for what was an air launch. Unity powered its rocket engines. It accelerated to Mach 3, climbing more than 53 miles above Earth. This was a trip that included several minutes of weightlessness, views of the Earth before gliding back down to the runway about an hour later, making Branson and his fellow crew astronauts. Now, after the flight, I did ask him for whom this has been a lifelong dream, whether he will make the trip again. I would love to go this afternoon if I, if, if, <laughs> I, if, if, I uh, if, if the opportunity arose. But I now, as a, a, a proper citizen of Virgin Galactic, must, we've got hundreds of people who've signed up to go to space. They, they need to take all the seats, um, and um, uh, and I will come and bid them, bid them, bid them a wonderful voyage like I, we've had. Now, speaking of those ticket holders, of which there's about 660 of them were on site for this flight yesterday, a number of them telling me this was a very emotional moment for them. One of those ticket holders, I would note Elon Musk, who is not only another space billionaire that we talk about all the time, but also a friend of Branson and who is here uh, as a guest personally of, of him and his family. Um, that perhaps was not very well known, but in terms of the future ticket sales, because of the successful flight, the CEO, Michael Coldglazer, telling me, guys, that they are still on track for two more test flights before the summer is out or by early fall. After the next one, they're going to open up those sales again. Uh, Morgan, fabulous reporting, but I wanted to know, one, where's Boeing in all this? Why doesn't Boeing have this? And two, if we can go into space and go quickly, uh, we used to have the Concorde, and I know that there was, uh, I used to ride there, mm -hmm. you'd be in London very quickly. Why can't we have a plane that is in that goes to London, not to see the team necessarily, but uh, goes to London, and is there in an hour? I mean, if we can do this, why can't we go in an hour to London? That is the long-term bull thesis for a company like Virgin Galactic. It's not even, it's, its tagline is the space line for Earth. And so right now it's about the suborbital space tourism, but longer term, it has said that it wants to develop supersonic and then hypersonic flights, point-to-point -point travel around Earth. So we are see, starting to see some of that development manifest again, whether it's this company specifically or some of the other startups that are also focused uh, on the space gym. Morgan Brennan in uh, Truth or Consequences, New Mexico. Morgan, Fantastic. we'll talk to you a lot this morning. Appreciate that. We'll take a look at the futures as we go to break. A lot to get to this morning, including calls on Chipotle, Exxon. Well, we got Walmart News, Disney, AXP, and we'll wrap up some of what we got out of the G20 Finman over the weekend. More Squawk on the Street from the NYC in a moment. Let's get straight to the point. You want to grow your portfolio to fight rising costs of inflation or pay off your debt or anything standing in the way of you and financial freedom, right? Yahoo Finance, our sponsor today, can help. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been helping great investors like you. Whether you're a seasoned investor or just looking for tips, Yahoo Finance makes it super easy by putting all the tools and data you need in one spot. Yahoo Finance takes a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and more. 
You can securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including 401k and other investments. That's how Yahoo Finance gives you insights and helps you take a look at your wealth in its entirety. That big picture perspective is what great investors need. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor. YahooFinance.com, the number one financial destination. YahooFinance.com. That's YahooFinance.com. Welcome back, guys. We talk a lot about, of course, some of the bigger themes that investors are watching, whether it is inflation, how transitory it is, whether it's China and all the different tensions between that country and our own. But another one we're watching closely here, of course, is antitrust regulation or increasing focus, at least. Uh, we got the executive order from President Biden on Friday. We heard about it. There'd been reporting on it. And then we actually got to read at least a lot of the facts behind it, Jim, on Friday. And, you know, it wasn't as focused on rails as some had believed no, or even no. shipping. But broadly in its focus, of course, there is this idea of trying to enhance competition as a result of cracking down on the enormous platforms and the power of some of our biggest companies. Um, and then we're seeing uh, the FTC, especially with tech, probably with healthcare under Lena Khan, becoming more of an issue as yeah. well. Uh, and that's the case this morning. And we also do have a deal that uh, that was called up by Berkshire. Well, uh, Norfolk Southern stock was down 16. Okay. Yeah. Because people genuinely believe that maybe the government would set the rates. Now, that's not going to happen. The government's not going to do that. But what I did think happened. And I, I think it's going to last a long time. And, Dave, it's going to affect your reporting. You know how J.P. Morgan and Bank of America bumped up against the 10% and they couldn't do any more deals? Yes. I feel, the deposit rule. Yes. yes. I now feel that we might be in a, a moment where they might say no more deals for companies that are X. Yeah, that would be odd because, it, I mean, you know, I think more likely is that you can expect if you are a, a big company – and you are going to try and announce something that even has the tinge of antitrust concern that you have to get yourself ready for a very long review period and the possibility of having to go to court against the U.S. government. Well, the, David, the lawyers who will finally... Because the law is not going to change. No, and but so the, law- the law may be on your side if the FTC or the DOJ but it is overreaching. It, but, David, the lawyers should be saying, listen, guys, it used, this used to be 80%. Carl, now it's going to be 20%. They have to do that. Well, I think it becomes more of a question as to time and how much time you want to take to get a deal done and the risk that you will have to go to court to try to force a deal through. But the U.S. government, of course, doesn't want to be in a position as well of going to court where there really is some doubt about its ability to win. It's going to try basically to jawbone, to scare and to make sure these deals don't get announced in the first place, to your point. But, you know, some companies are going to feel very strongly about getting a potential transaction done that they feel does not have real antitrust implications and so may have to be willing to do that. It's impossible for me to think that Facebook can buy anybody. No, the the big tech, I mean, Facebook, Apple, which has never bought anybody big to begin with. Beats. uh, Amazon, (laughs) it's hard to imagine at this point. I mean, Amazon is getting, uh, you know, any number of different uh, outlets of reporting on how how, uh, stringent the FTC review of this MGM deal is going to be. There would seem to be virtually no basis for opposing it from a a pure competitive standpoint in terms of uh, film production. But um, but it does go to this larger question of Amazon, its overall market power. Look, they could bring a case just to show we'll bring cases. I mean, I know that you shouldn't bring frivolous cases, but the broad, frivolous cases are brought every day in America. Uh, FTC could come up with a whole new reasoning. I think that we have to get used to a 32-year-old. I, I don't mean to 
No, you're, you're not. You're not. New, right. new, She's very new young. theories. Remember, there's set theories for antitrust. I mean, I took the class and I got the great call from the professor to go buy the calls on Gulf Oil. He said that one's going to go through. And I said, well, that's impossible. How can that go through? And he goes, because they're looking the other way. Now, these guys are not looking the other way. They're looking at it. So Lena is going to find, I don't know if she has my McConnell, but I call JJ. I think she's going to find a new thesis. Well, there's going to be new thesis. Yeah, but you need new law. The the street doesn't seem to worry, Jim, because eight mega cap tech names are half of the S&P gain since May. That's a really good point. That's a really good point. They don't need to acquire. No. They've engulfed and devoured. Maybe she's going to look at the meme stocks. <laughs> yeah. Well, that AMC, that take, AMC GameStop merger is going to be really tough. But well, we know that that's going to be anti-competitive. We know that AMC. What, we heard that AMC might be merging with GameStop. <laughs> Something he proposed. People are going to. And, and well, suddenly on Twitter, they asked me, "Why can't I be creative like David?" <laughs> I don't know the answer. It's, it's called investment banking. Yeah. Right. Uh, we'll take a break here. We'll get Kramer's Mad Dash and countdown to the opening bell on this Monday. Don't go anywhere. This podcast is supported by FedEx. Dear small and medium businesses, no one wants happy customers more than you do. That's why FedEx offers you picture proof of delivery, packageless and paperless returns, as well as weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. FedEx Ground service is also faster to more locations than UPS Ground. See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively, FedEx. Welcome back. We're doing Mad Dash, and then we get you right to the uh, opening bell. We've spent a lot of time talking about ExxonMobil. This morning, there's some research on it. You know, I sometimes you get this research, David, and you it's this is a hold by BMO, mm-hmm. and you read it, and you want to buy the stock. You want to buy it aggressively. And that's what I feel. This piece is called Don't Call It a Comeback, and then it's a comeback story. <laughs> it, it is. I mean, I, I just think you, everything is going right for them. The dividend is secure. Uh, the Permian Foundational, this, uh, uh, Guiana asset is, is terrific. The board uh, is is moving forward for ESG, which I like very much. And and David, they have chemicals, uh, tenure high, some of the parts. I, I don't understand this because this is, to me, a great story. With yeah, the new funny. board. They do talk about lots of positive momentum. No, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's like, wow, well, let me add it. Perform. Yeah. I want to, if this stock comes down, I want to use this as a reason to buy. So initiating coverage at market form is almost as if someone said at the organization, look, uh, Chevron's better. A lot of CEOs don't, don't uh, survive uh, a vote like what happened there. Um, Woods, I think, seems likely to. Survive? Yeah, for now, yeah. I I I, I find that it's to be, tough. That's a tough. That's a that's a board that could that that could be a runaway board. Well, there could be five, runaway board. five new seats in a very short amount of time. But obviously, the key one I'm talking about is the devastating loss to energy well, they don't want, of three. They don't want to get them out of energy. No. Remember, they once bought a computer company. I, I don't Did see they really? ExxonMobil. I didn't they remember that. They owned Videc. Huh. Videc was a, a company that I used. Videc. It was a computer. It was like the between the the personal computer and the typewriter was Videc. Mm. I had a Videc. I was, Jesus, I had an Exxon Videc. An Exxon Fill Videc. Her up. Fill her up with the premium. Thanks. I mean, it was a diversification move, the likes of which 
has to be one of the most stupid I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. But Darren Woods was not involved. Much worse than carbon capture. No, yeah. no. I mean, okay. Vidac, it was like, well, you know what? We want to prove that we're not an energy. So let's get into <laughs> PCs now. Magicians I mean, call it distraction, Jim, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, like it's like, let's get into submarines. I don't know. I mean, it's like, shoot. It, there, it, it, there was no, uh, no synergy whatsoever. None. Nothing. Just Let's get to, into grapefruit. They're trying to smooth out the cycle, Jim. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Uh, Whoa. Let's get to the opening bell here this morning at the big board. It's Duke Energy uh, celebrating its 60th listing anniversary over the NASDAQ. Celebrating its recent listing is uh, Alzheimer's Neuro, focused on the treatment of neurodegenerative diseases. Jim, it's going to be a, a very big week of macro, as we said, uh, with Powell on the Hill. We get CPI tomorrow. Oh, we'll get geez. retail sales on Friday. Um, how much this is going to steer things relative to, say, bank earnings? CPI was the top of value because people just said value, I shouldn't call it. Top of machine. We talked about industrial. May 12th and all May 12th that, yes. was so important. We need to see a reversal. We need to see some come down of the CPI. Because ever since then, it has been growth stock after growth stock. To the end, we're snowflake. Frank Sluton's snowflake finally had the chart. People are going to talk about snowflake. I have MongoDB on. That's analytic, cloud analytic, David. Yep, yep. Mongo. Kevin Ryan Company, I think, originally. Mongo, yeah. So uh, I think we have to watch the CPI as much as we have to watch J.P. Morgan. I mean, Jamie's going to come out. He's going to say, this is really a great time. we got three of them. People have to go to work. It's never, we got a rock-solid balance sheet. It's kind of fortress. And, uh, but trading wasn't that good. Uh, and frankly, um, we're just doing okay. Well, banks have lagged the broader market yeah. uh, by about 400 basis points for the quarter of Q2 as this reflation trade began to get questioned, Jim. But overall, I mean, S&P estimates are 60-plus year-on-year. I know, and the stocks had a comeback, the likes of which were they like, took a six months of of uh, 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 move on on Friday, and no one really knew why. You know, and now they're giving it up. What? Um, City. I just new City's, CEO. City's interesting. New CEO. Yes, Jane Fraser took over at the beginning of the year. The performance of City versus all the others is far. Inferior. So you're thinking the buyback's not working? No, I'm just, I'm just curious as to your thoughts about it. It's funny, I hadn't noticed. I mean, Morgan, make, Stanley's, okay. Morgan Stanley's market value is $30 billion above uh, City. Now, Morgan Stanley did a couple of fairly large acquisitions, obviously E-Trade. They also did the asset management firm there. Was it Eaton Vance? Um, I, I, City, City was doing well, David, and then they made that mistake. Right. That was under the previous management, where they sent the money to... Right. Go ahead, say it, David. Tell tell viewers what they did. Well, they they incorrectly sent a payment. What, what, a couple $10,000? No, it was half a bill or more. (laughs) And then the firm that received it wouldn't send it back. Then they went to court, and they were able to keep it. It, It's more complex than that. Over dinner one night, I had somebody involved explain it to me, and, of course, I can't recall all the permutations. Were you you drinking or something? uh, Usually, I like to drink at dinner. Was it French? French one? No. I think it was my usual, but but the point is, it was a it was not a great reflection on their systems, on their right. internal controls. And the stock peaked. Well, look, the stock the stock has issues in terms of what their what the ethos is, what the where they fit. And she has to say, here's what we're They've doing. That's such a great global franchise. I though. know. 
Well, and there's been a lot of uh, reporting, or not reporting, opinion pieces lately that argue it's the place to work on the street. City, have you seen that? Maybe it's because of their relatively liberal policy on remote working, perhaps. That's a great point, Carl. They are trying to actually um, distinguish themselves as the place. By being the place that can attract more talent because we are going to be the hybrid model. We are not going to force the Well, they, I mean, they, they, they had a guy ran for mayor. I mean. Yeah, Ray McGuire no longer works Right, there. but I'm just saying that they have a. He, and he retired you know, prior to running no, but for mayor. No, I know that. He I know Ray. I know Ray from law school. No, no, no. I just mentioned. Three days a week I'm the, running for no, mayor. No, no, I know. I'm just Is saying. No, he's on the campaign trail. What were you saying? What was the point of that? Frankly, I don't, I don't <laughs> no know. Idea. Okay. Well, because I, lo- I, I, I guess now that it's over, I can yeah. say Ray was my friend. I don't know and- what Ray's plans are, but, but I guess, <laughs> again, back to what Carl is saying, I think they are going to make it a distinguishing feature of their ability to try to attract talent versus J.P. Morgan, Goldman Sachs, well, Morgan that- Stanley, a number of others who perhaps well, want their what, employees you, in five days a week. Well, you want to be, what, we're the slothful bank? <laughs> Join us for slothful? No, we're flexible. Yes. Okay. Flexible. We're flexible. Yes. Flexible. You think Jamie Dimon thinks it's flexible? <laughs> like, hey, I'm working today. Talk now. about it. It's a grand experiment. We'll see we'll see which comes out on top. But for now, most of America is going hybrid. Most of our corporate Why? America is going hybrid. Well, that's true. Which is, by the way, uh, leading the NASDAQ right now, or at least the NDX docu. Right, Peloton's up there, there this morning, Jim. Uh, Zoom video. The trade uh, is one back. Of the, leaders. the trade is back, yeah. and that's that's because of the of Delta, Delta Force. Delta. That's a Delta story, David. But I think it also could be a hybrid story as this becomes more and more clear that as we have the back to work, so to speak, it doesn't mean you're going back to the office five days a week. Did you see the WebEx that, ads? I mean, you talked about DocuSign uh, a number of I times. I think DocuSign is a good reflection is, of that. DocuSign is now doing, I mean, I don't know if you guys have ever had anything notarized. And Zoom is I another mean, like, one? You know, people who are notaries, it's a try. I mean, I had a notary down the block from me. I remember, you know, going to her and saying, listen, I need, I'm begging, begging. Well, DocuSign has notary. That's something they're doing now. And then they're going to do a in a cloud so that you could basically get everything done on one page. Mm-hmm. And DocuSign is making changes that are awesome. Zoom has yet to do beyond Zoom. You've been you've been calling for the Zoom 2.0 for yeah, a long and time. And meanwhile, Chuck Robbins, I look, I watch the commercials on our network. Maybe I not allowed to do that. Or Chuck whatever, Robbins but, from Cisco, but WebEx, products is WebEx. The WebEx ads, I think, are quite compelling. Mm-hmm. Well, and it kind of ties into what we were discussing during the break, and that is uh, Disney's flexible distribution model. Black Widow, 80 million in North America over the weekend, Jim. 60 of it from Disney Plus. It was fabulous. People okay. Pay. And what, I watched what it. The, what did it cost? Do you know, guys? 30 know bucks. Budget. 30, 30 bucks. bucks. Oh, you mean, I so you my, meant the film's production no, budget. No, I mean, no, it's I a $30. 30, 30 yeah, uh, we had the right. giant Vizio screen. We stopped only when the raw men came. My wife funded raw men. It was incredible. Hershey's Kisses, too. It was incredibly exciting. I loved watching it. 30 bucks was a total bargain. We made popcorn. It was, she's fabulous. I, you know, my wife met her once at, well, Don't you want to go to the movie theater to watch no, a big movie like that? No, that's the point. Don't you want to go no, sit on the No, you want to be home. You want to be home and it's over. There's no traffic. No I thought it was sitter. brilliant. No babies. I thought that it was brilliant. It was a great movie. You want to be it's home the and best. It's over. Like That's, versus tomorrow. You are, not, you are not a resounding uh, yes here then for the future of the movie theater business, are you? Uh, no, I like AMC because the AMC meme people. I happen to like Adam. I'm telling you, this must be watched. It is so exciting. 
and ha- get the get the Vizio screen. The Vizio screen costs me like you know very little at Costco. Well, I loved watching it at home at the, my leisure. We stopped it twice because some people had to do things. Right. You'd have to worry about being late, looking for a seat, right. uh, paying $50 for pot, whatever. I mean, right. it, it's up to, it, on, your, on your met, time schedule. My wife met Charlotte. Scar- Scarlett Johansson. Yes, met Scarlett. She met her at the Washington Correspondents' Dinner. That's wonderful. Yeah. She was, I'm not done. Okay. She was in a porta potty next to Scarlett Johansson. Really? And Where's yeah. this going? And she, Well, she needed toilet paper, and Scarlett gave her some toilet paper. Like, literally, do you have underneath. a square to spare? Underneath, wow. yeah. Really? Underneath. And then, but she didn't know it was Scarlett Johansson. And then she opens, and it's Scarlett Johansson, who is, like, so thoughtful. And we now know also goes to the bathroom like everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> that was not the point of the story. I'm not sure the what the point, point of the was, story yeah. is. She's a regular person who is un- I think that's it. Okay. That's karma. I'm saying that Disney got this right. That's all I'm saying. I gave you a little tidbit. Right. Well, Disney did say uh, in a statement it affirms our flexible distribution strategy, which I assume you think is not going anywhere. Well, uh, it's not is not changing at all. I just think that we've all discovered how much fun with these big screens, sound system, sitting in your own couch, all the, not I, worried I about still, the guy I still believe, and we talked to Ari Emanuel Delta. about this last week, or was it? I think it was last week. You know the the the. The, the compensation structure for these movies has changed because you're assuming a back end and that's what you're paying out on. Uh, and direct to consumer is expensive. And uh, yes, they're making money here by charging 30 bucks initially, but by not giving it the full run in the theaters, right. are I, you I giving that. up revenue opportunities? Well, maybe, maybe not, but it's they're costly. Uh, and we our own company, Comcast, obviously, and its choices on Peacock in terms of exclusive runs of Universal Films, and then there's an Amazon deal after that. Right. Interesting. Although, right. Look at Charter today. Yeah. Uh, cut yes. by Bernstein on uh, comp- competitive fears, right? Yeah, I thought yeah. that was interesting. Um, actually, I got a little bit on that, guy. You know, some stock is down. Stock is down uh, one and a quarter percent. But here was the key point from Bernstein on its downgrade. We expect pockets of enhanced price competition from accelerating tel- telco fiber deployments uh, we right. have this written up for you. And as T-Mobile heads into, there it is, 2022, with greater confidence in its network capacity and customer service resources, the resultant regional disequilibria, not a word you get to say too no, often, you know. yeah, disequilibria may manifest in slower high-speed internet subscriber and uh, average revenue per user growth, Jim. Uh, so they uh, put it a market perform. David, aren't they always take over bait, those guys? No, you know, I would not have anymore. thought so, but to our not earlier conversation Khan. about antitrust, who's going to buy them? No, not with I mean, Nina Khan. You know, it's hard to imagine. Maybe they buy, maybe, you know, Altice is the name that you got to wonder at some point whether they look to sell, even though I know they'd love to think be thought of as the buyer, but come on. Uh, but I don't know. Altice could go. Not anymore. You know, unless you were to Nina put Khan. Charter, unless you were to merge wireless and, uh, and, 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 again, go back to that. Remember Verizon talked to Charter. They had some... Fairly serious conversations, but again, antitrust, I don't know. Are any of those kinds of deals really going to ever be allowed under this administration? Well, we don't know, we have, because we still have a judiciary in this country. We do. We do. They could side with the company. as I, mean, I said earlier, you got to be prepared for a two-year review and, and possibly going to court. But you're right. You're right. And you could win. Right. Heck, I mean, Time Warner won. AT&T won. Yeah. Oh. Took a while. Ooh. Why'd you bring that up? Because it was the last case, the U.S. major case, the U.S. government oh. brought, and they lost. Boy, the government should have won. Everyone had done better. 
they should have called the deal off everybody yeah, would have done better. Well, not Time Warner shareholders. No. I, I have to tell you, I, you know, I watch the futures from the moment I get up, and every day it's the same. We're down. Yep. And then, you know, Europe closes Europe. You know, now they probably, the British are probably sellers. Yeah. And no, then... Oh, I mean, we might be in for a long, long amount of churn here, Jim. I'm looking at Costin's note, David Costin of Goldman last night. Year-end target yeah. 4,300, roughly, essentially where we are, yeah. on the assumption that we end the year with the 10-year at 1.9. Now, he, they, they've revised it to say if instead we end the year at 1.6, then you're talking fair value 4,700. So now I mean, we're really playing a game of inches here on some of these levels. Yes, we are. But I, I, the stocks I follow, unless the government is directly after them that day, uh, they tend to, to move higher. I, by the way, David, you, you know the Kathy Woodstocks are so back. They are, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Kathy Woodstocks. And, and by the way, Virgin, you, know, you get it. Well, space is down today. Yeah. Yes. Got sold a bit. Kind of ran. Yeah, it's down 10%. But I, I will, I'm looking at stocks like Nike, like Starbucks. These are not quit stocks. They're not. Ever since Nike, oh Jesus! Ever since Nike, they stopped it. They took it up. Uh, by the way, you know what's running today? What? The semiconductor equipment companies. Those I think are undervalued because that's how we're going to be at end the, the shortage. Ship shortage. We need global, and we need this, the founder. We need global foundry to, to step up. Right. And, of course, Taiwan Semi, we can't have the, we don't want the PRC to take over. Uh, we were well aware. Yeah. Continues to be a key, Number one key worry. Number yep. one worry. Not Delta, but that China says, okay, look, here's the way it has to be. We want five members of the board to be ours. All right. Uh, in the meantime, we're, um, the losses are much narrower than futures had suggested. Let's get to Bob Bassani this morning. Hey, Bob. Good morning, guys. Uh, happy Monday. Uh, important thing here is we're struggling to get into positive territory, but a lot of sectors hit new highs here. Consumer discretionary hit new highs. Tech sector hit new highs this morning. Even real estate investment trusts also at new highs. Uh, banks still struggling. It, very typical for banks to falter going into earnings season, and that is following a very predictable uh, pattern right now. Keep an eye on that. I know there's a lot of talk about China regulatory crackdown in the tech sector. I just want to point out the Shenzhen index, which is the main index for at-home tech stocks in China, just hit a new high today, the highest level since 2015, which was the all-time high, essentially. So I know there's concerns, but it, it, the in-home stocks in China are doing very well. Not so great for the stocks, Chinese stocks listed outside the United States. I mean, they've just had a very rough month overall. If you just look at Alibaba, that was a 52-week low on Friday. Tencent uh, was a new low. Uh, Baidu, I believe, was a low for the year. That's 178. I think that was probably a low for the 2021, maybe not a 52-week low. But you get the point. Who would have thought regulatory or, or where you're listing? risk would be an issue. Certainly nobody thought about that five or six or seven years ago. As for the major indices, well, you see where we're at here. We're essentially, let's not quibble about a few points. We're at new highs. Small caps, have you noticed here, have been range bound for a while now. The cyclicals are still under pressure. It was really a growth uh, quarter, growth period for June and most of July. I'd say breath is kind of on the sluggish side. A lot of big tech stocks helped move the market in June and July. Earnings, folks, I'm saying there's big expectations here. I mean, overly aggressive whisper numbers are 
going to be a problem. They're going to be a headwind for stocks. They are titanic whisper numbers uh, for the S&P 500, and I think that's going to be an issue. I'll talk more about that tomorrow. As for the bank earnings, well, good and bad news. You know, you got the stress tests that are positive. That's going to be good for uh, dividends and capital returns. Credit's been good. I haven't seen any surge in defaults going on. Net interest income is a problem. It's been under pressure, and it's been under pressure for a long time by lower rates. Um, loan demand, good. Autos and housing are strong. Like credit cards seem kind of flattish uh, to me. We'll see what's going on. The important thing is the multiples here. For the last several years, bank multiples have been trending downward because of the interest rates. So we're looking at 10 or 12 times forward earnings. Remember, the S&P is 20. And so S&P multiples going up. Bank multiples have generally been going down. And that's been a problem uh, overall for the bank stock. That's why, of course, they're value stocks that we see here. Uh, meantime, keep an eye on the banks overall. Look, look at the KBE, by the way. You, you see what's going on here. The KBE has been dramatically better because the interest rates in February went up. So bank stocks went up. That's why they've been outperforming. But all the outperformance was in February. Finally, Carl, just want to note, more people coming back on the floor of the New York Stock Exchange. Uh, the vaccination rate's above 70%. The NYSE has dictated that uh, they can remove the restrictions. There were headcount restrictions on how many people could come down on the floor based on uh, the, the firms. Uh, they're removing that as of today. Uh, unvaccinated individuals still have to wear masks on the floor. So, Carl, the NYSE is very emblematic of what's going on in the rest of the country. They're struggling to figure out what's the balance. So they're requiring proof of vaccination, but they're not they're asking for it, but they're not requiring it as a condition of being on the floor. If you don't have vaccination, obviously, you have to continue to still wear a mask. And as I said, Carl, this is very typical of uh, the struggle that a lot of companies are having around the country, figuring out what's the balance to get people back in here. But I do see more people on the floor today, Carl. Uh, absolutely true, Bob. Uh, fascinating. And of course, companies will have to adjust as the data comes in. That's our Bob Pisani. Let's get a check on the markets here. Uh, Dow goes green. Uh, the bond report today. Take a look at how treasuries are faring on this Monday morning. Yields are written mixed. Ten-year ticking below Friday's high, but still above the 125 level that we got on Thursday. Tomorrow, we're going to get the latest inflation data, as we said. And then, of course, later in the week, Fed Chair Powell, his semi-annual monetary policy report. We're back in a moment. The international tax deal protects the free, open economic order that is crucial for investment and growth. And at the same time, it's welcome news for middle and working class people around the world, and I think especially for the American people. That's Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen yesterday meeting with G20 finance ministers talking about uh, them backing this idea, Jim, of a global minimum tax. In fact, the European Commission is going to put on hold their digital services levy to focus on this. Well, I think this is quite different from if uh, former President Trump were in charge. I think that there's a spirit of cooperation here that they're demonstrating. They want to show in some way, shape or form that Biden's different. That's my view. Well, it'd be a big, it would be a big development. Yeah, right? it would I mean, be. You but can, you, you guys could... remember we sat here, what, six, seven, I don't remember, years ago, talking about inversions. Every company out there in, in the United right. States was looking for an for opportunity Ireland. to buy another that was, in, that was incorporated in a different country to lower their tax rate. And a lot of other different things right. were going on. So this gets, you know, sort of at the heart of that. But do you agree with my extent. thesis? I mean, that it's obviously a low tax rate. Do you agree still. with my thesis that yeah, Janet Yellen? But no, because uh, it's funny, because I think a Mnuchin... Uh, Treasury Secretary might yeah. be able to accomplish something, but President Trump was not uh, respected overseas. 
Uh, meantime, it's got to get through our own Congress, which probably won't start oh, being geez. able to consider it till spring. That's going to be a bit of a slog, some argue. Oh, yeah. I mean, we, well, it's kind of like President Wilson coming back with a 14 <laughs> points. Congress said, forget it, President Wilson, you're done for. President Wilson was a racist. Okay. Yes, uh, I've heard that. Thanks. Uh, racist. Thanks. Yes. Thanks. It's another fact that's been shared here. Yes, <laughs> it's true. Yeah, it is true. All, the, all the forts were named after Southern generals. Oh, yeah. How the heck did that happen? Anyway. Uh, Dow's up 46. We will get stopped trading with Jim in a moment. Don't go anywhere. Let's get to Jim and stop trading. We didn't talk about Walmart. Flipkart raises uh, 3.6 billion U.S. Uh, and looks like a valuation around 40 billion. Uh, I think Flipkart probably should be valued a little bit more versus India, a big country. But uh, I think it's worth pointing out. And I know that Walmart, there's a piece Morgan Stanley saying that plus is kind of flatlining. But I would I would focus more on this uh, Indian deal, which I think yeah. is very significant. Every every wire story about the valuation today says with the IPO looming. Yes, Jim. there's a lot of looming. And there's one. Look, I think people want to want to play India because that market is so vast, but obviously so hurt. And I feel so badly about all the people. She's India decimated by this thing. Yeah. Indonesia decimated, Brazil decimated. Yeah. But uh, India terrible. But I do think that Walmart should be noted as as keeping this thing going. And yeah. I think it's a good Good piece of real estate. How about that? Very good. Uh, Jim, what's, what's tonight? I've got an outfit that people just probably just say, well, what are those guys? MongoDB. Uh, it is a software. You know, these are all platforms. 40% growth. All these companies are doing so well. Uh, they do a lot of stuff with AWS, but also with Google. They can show you how much faster they are than using Microsoft, which is really important. There, look, there's a whole cottage industry of people who can do things faster than Microsoft. And I think that Microsoft is so powerful, but maybe the power, power could be waning. Really? I think so. Yeah. You saved, you saved your biggest pronouncement for the last second? No, of, I'm just Microsoft's wondering. Microsoft's power I'm could one, be no, waning? No, I'm just wondering. Every single company I deal with is saying the reason why the hack is is because they're still using Windows 95. Sure, sure, and, sure. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying that they have to update. And no one, no one I know says that the window well, that Microsoft's uh, their, their cybersecurity is the best. I, like I mean, imagine what IBM once said about a young Bill Gates. Right. That's what it's, I'm saying. It's nice to have upstarts keep the big guys That's on their toes. I'm saying the upstarts. Frank Slootman, too. I know he's not young, but Snowflake's coming on big. Jim, we'll Watch see you at Snowflake. six. <laughs> Mad Money with Jim Cramer on CNBC. Uh, Dow's up 55. Another hour of Squawk on the Street starts after the break. You've been listening to the opening bell on CNBC's Squawk on the Street. This podcast is supported by FedEx. Dear small and medium businesses, no one wants happy customers more than you do. That's why FedEx offers you picture proof of delivery, packageless and paperless returns, as well as weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. FedEx Ground service is also faster to more locations than UPS Ground. See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively, FedEx.